Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Blue Broad Show, the real Blue Broad Show, as I said last week. Uh, thanks to our man Shad from Assertive Media. We're in our lovely studio again, and we're two and two. We've beat the Bombers, and we cannot wait to get stuck into this. Uh, can't start the show without introducing a guy who you all know very well, Dan. Mate, what is going on? Easy wins, eh? Easy what dubs is going for the boys. On, mate? Easy dubs. Um, we were talking about last week how you know set up the season chance to go two and two um but look overall isn't it just fucking great to beat them oh just it was never a doubt was it easy easy there's quite a few things that didn't go our way oh carlton are just collecting mickey mouse clubs we've got another one this weekend just it's it's like walt disney our back pocket at the moment yeah no it was it was a good win um so yeah welcome again uh, as, as I said, so Assertive Media, uh, make sure you get in touch with Shad if you've got any digital production needs. Uh, he's got a fantastic setup here, uh, a plethora of knowledge as well, and he's always up for learning new things and, and meeting new people. So Shad, mate, thank you so much. Uh, very grateful to be here. Uh, also, want to give another shout out as well, as you can see the beautiful artwork here. This is done by our girl, Sammy G Design. So if you go to sammygdesign.com and remember the Carlton Prince uh, uh, what is it? 10% off with the code blue abroad. So be sure to check that out. And, um, I also want to give uh, a bit of a shout out as well to uh, one of our, one of our favorites here. Um, Josh Clevs, one of our, one of our favorites at the channel oh, it was his birthday uh, a couple of days ago before, before the bombers game. Uh, so Josh, if you're watching and I'm pretty sure you are, uh, happy birthday to you. Uh, and finally goes without saying the members of the channel, your support is, is is fantastic. Even if you're not a member, your support is fantastic. But those who have signed up as a, a member of the channel, um, I really do appreciate that. So Adam Galgano, Omar, Riley Staraj, ZV3, Matt Holmes, Damon Munier, Black Carrot, Rowan Vertigan, and Dom Pangrazio. So thank you very much. If that's something you're interested in, hit the join button and we'll go from there. Now, now that that's out of the way, let's talk. Let's talk the Bombers game, mate. Uh, Dan, tell me, tell me your your high level experience of the game. Um, you know, from start to finish, what happened? It was another blistering first quarter. They looked on. I, I enjoyed Cripper. He gave a little bump at first bounce. Good sign that Carlton are on. I think now when Cripper gives someone a bit of a nudge, mm -hmm. means we're engaged. Mm -hmm. But it was high intensity from the start. We looked like we were going to be first to the ball all the way through. Probably the blip in the third quarter. We probably should have put them away. But professional performance, so now we can win one that we probably didn't deserve to win. The Geelong game, when it was against all odds, we've won one now where the umpires were against us because they're all on James Hurd's payroll. So now we just batter the Mickey Mouse, the Saint, patron saints of Mickey Mouse Club, St. Kilda. Love Easy it. wins. You love the Mickey Mouse term, don't you? Because there's so many Mickey Mouse Clubs in this league. There's basically 17 of them. West Coast, they're a proper team. They're a proper team. So yeah. all the Victorian clubs, they're just literally Mickey Mouse clubs. Yeah. Guaranteed. No, I found um I found myself watching the game and as I said, I was I was uh, I was up in Anglesey uh, for a Bucks party. So it was it was all happening. Um the Buck, I want to give him a shout out as well. Andrew, love you. You are an Essendon scumbag, but uh wish you nothing but the best for your your upcoming marriage. Uh, we threw about 111 jumper punches before the game. We were just going at it and game started it was it was weird it was um i felt like um, we saw a little bit more of that ball movement that we saw last week the kicking ability so that was pleasing to see you know getting ourselves into scoring opportunities and just just not capitalizing that was that was the main thing and um i genuinely felt like watching watching the game i genuinely felt like we can't lose this we're so much better than them um and then i just felt like every time Essendon, they're a weird team like they they play like a counter style game they don't have like their own style of how they want to move the ball forward they wait for you to make a mistake before they move it's just a shit brand they just you know, it, it was jose Mourinho style afl they just put 12, 18 men behind the ball yeah it's a sign of having no heart no skill yeah it's it was big red stuff which i mean i think we probably did them a favor keeping a minute because you don't you, i mean obviously it's a it's a trying time at the moment you don't want to batter teams too much I, I liked your comparison to Jose Mourinho because he had that old that old saying. Um, it's better to win one nil than not win at all. Yeah, yeah, and I, 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 what I also saw throughout stages as well was, you know, we we've come from a, a team who just bombs it long, 
Uh, we obviously lost Jack Silvani early. We knew he was going to have to play a, a, a taller type game, so to speak. Um, and I, I noticed us, and you could you could accuse them of just mucking around with the ball too much. Um, but I felt that we were looking for an option. Uh, we were waiting. And if it wasn't there, we weren't just bombing it long because lo and behold, 10 of the Essendon players were in our defensive 50. And I did like our ability to lower our eyes and try and hit up a kick. I think we're moving in the right direction there. Well, I think Zach Merritt set the tone for Essendon. We'd come to play football. They looked a very scared team from ball up, I thought. Mm -hmm. I thought they looked a scared team. I think Zach Merritt doing that late thing kind of summed up their game plan. It looked like they had no answer to Carlton when they were going forward. Mm -hmm. And it was just maybe a bit of apathy from Carlton's forwards. I reckon if Casbolt kicks one of them two chances, I think the floodgates would have opened. But, I mean, a win's a win. It was comfortable in the end. I mean, it's probably the most comfortable one-point kick after the siren to win the game games you'll ever see. Like, that was comfortable. Like, I, I wasn't even fearful in the last five. Like, You're kidding. I, no, I wasn't. Jacob Townsend can't kick over a jam tin. <laughs> you know, I at three-quarter time, what were you like? What what was your – were you in the camp of, I've seen this before, we're definitely losing, we're going to cook it? it that – as I said in my pre-review of that game, it was – that was the hallmark of Cowton losing a game. Mm -hmm. Dominating the first two stages, having all the chances in the third, not putting them in the way, and then letting the opposition kick the first two in the fourth. And we've been there where we've lost by 30. I didn't feel that this week. I really did. Honestly, maybe it's because I've got so pumped up and I'm now in palm train mode. I, I knew they'd win that. Yeah. Josh, I, Josh Clare, sorry to interrupt sorry. you there. He's um, he's just donated $2.99. Thank you very much, mate. He says, Casbolt's the best forward in the league. Discuss. We will get to that. Trust me, we will. Um, just on to further to your point. So I, I three-quarter time, text messages were coming through. You check Twitter. You check the socials. Everyone had the same tone. I think we have PTSD. I think I think we as Carlton fans have PTSD. We just, you know, the you know things don't go our way, and we just expect it all to crumble. Um, there's that little bit of angst, and um, I didn't feel that until I sort of wanted to see them ruin it before I reacted. Um, but when that 50 meter penalty or 90 meter penalty happened, and we'll talk about that as well, when that happened, it all started flowing into my head. Oh my god, I can see what's going to happen here. They're going to have. Someone's going to mark this ball. Someone's going to have a shot on goal. Lo and behold, Townsend. And can I just say, Channel Channel 7 or Fox Footy, whoever was doing the camera work, fantastic camera angle of that shot because that, I shit myself. And, you know, then we talk about, you know, the head of God, Liam Jones, straight through. Diego Maradona of Icon Park. Yep. Love it, profit. Oh come on, it was it, it was it was poetic on it because I mean they had a kick to win it, and it comes off the head of your fullback. Like what a horrible way to lose! What a great way to win though against Essendon. I've enjoyed it. No, it's good, and it was good to get back into them and get stuck into them. I'm I, sorry, but they're a shit team. I, well, they're, they're, they're not they're real shit. Team. They're just you know I don't want to gloat, but I kind of do because they would do the same thing to us, and they're just. You know, did you, you guys at home, did you send messages to your estimate, mate? And if you did, let us know. Put them in the comments below. What were some of the, the themes of the messages that you said to them? Um, if they're not G-rated, don't worry. Just put them in there. I asked Jordy if uh, Walt Disney was going to sponsor their training ground because they were a Mickey Mouse club. <laughs> that, that was the only text I sent him throughout the game. Oh my but God. I spent my time getting stuck into Richmond fans. Yeah. A lot of them. Yeah. I'll just say Richmond... We're the biggest club in Melbourne now. We'll get to that. Josh has come back again with another three dollar donation. So we've got to we've got to we've um, got beer now. Yeah, Jeez. well, Good I know. Work. So Good thanks work, for Josh. that, Josh. But he's asked another question. Let's get to his both of his questions. Um, so obviously we're we're looking on on YouTube and and Facebook as well. It's a dual dual stream. So I'm going to do my best to get to comments from both both platforms. But his first question was: Is Casbolt the best forward in the league? Discuss. Well, oh, he means Levi Lockett. Yeah, I don't know that forward, but he. he <laughs> He's 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 here. He's arrived and he's he's great. I think it's quite funny that uh, Levi can kick around the corner further than Jacob Townsend can drop punt. That's what happens when you pick up duds, isn't it? But yeah, he's got to be he's got to be close to the most informed. Someone gave him a comparison today of Jack Rewalt mm -hmm. on SEN. They said that it was peak Jack Rewalt. It's the this is the kind of year he's having. Yep. I think that's fair. I, I think he's definitely probably for form top three. This year, I he reminds me of um, he. I, I summarize his role in the team as our version of Justin Westoff from Port, mm -hmm. the guy that can, if something goes wrong, you can put him in defence. He can pinch it in the ruck. Um, I don't think anyone's got hands like Levi. There wouldn't be too many of them anyway. 
Um, I think it was five marks inside 50. I mean, he's so good, man. Like, you know, how many times can we say we're so proud of him? I don't care if it gets repetitive. He's he's turned himself around, turned himself around, turned his career around, and uh, I'm just so happy for him. Froth a bit, Levon. Yeah, froth it. His next question was, "Are we a genuine team now? Finals bound?" And that that's a good segue into this next point. Um, let's turn the clock back to last season, right? So we've had two out of three. We've had three close games in a row. Two of them, we've just found a way to get over the line. We've probably played better. Yeah, I think we've played better footy throughout the four quarters in all of the games. We've come away with two wins out of these three close games. You look at last year, and I can't remember who made that comment about the Gold Coast game and Doc being on the line, um, but those close games last year were the Hawthorne one and the Gold Coast one. Um, and now, you know, are we, you know, do we get ahead of ourselves? Is this, 100%. are you seeing improvement? Is this, it? I, I genuinely believe now this is an improved we're, team. We're winning games. These game, these games that we're winning are more impressive than Teague's last year are way more impressive because we're grinding wins out. Champions grind wins out. Mm -hmm. And it's slowly clicking. You're seeing we're starting to pull it together. And no team's kicking tremendously well. And look at all the top teams struggling. Mm -hmm. I'm going to make a big call now. We're guaranteed in the eight. Guaranteed in the eight. Lock wow. that in. Throw that away. Put it in your little padlock box oh and put God. it in your thing. Carlton are in the eight. Is, is this the Brisbane resurgence? Are we seeing our version of it? This is it. Because they had that tight win in 2018. And we've had that tight get out of jail against Geelong. Yep. They did it against Hawthorne when Hawthorne threw everything out and they fell over the line. Mm -hmm. We're falling over the line. So yeah. it's a matter of time. This week, I expect a 20-point win against St. Kilda. This will be the icing on the cake, this win, because yeah. they're a form team. Yeah. The one thing for me, I just, I'm trying to look at things from a high level at all times. And, you know, the first two rounds, you know, we weren't seeing the results. And I think we panicked. I definitely panicked. Because I was like, I know that early in the season, you've got to get the momentum going so you can build off it. Um, but now that we've had these two wins, uh, I genuinely believe that this is part of that learning curve. So we've gone from 2018, can't even run out of game, you know, disgusting, terrible, but young we have. We know why. 2019, struggle again that first half. Second half, it frees up. We start seeing a bit of a bump up. We've got to move now into, we're in this phase now where it's like, you've got to learn to win. So they're going to be scrappy. Um, it's going to test our will. It's going to test our resolve. Um, and then I think after this comes the, I feel like there's another disappointment on the horizon, like a, a speed bump, which will get the emotions flowing. And then once we get through that, because everything's a bit of a roller coaster with, you know, going to the ultimate glory. I think, it, you know, footy, life, everything. Very rarely are things just linear. So I feel like that's going to happen, um, but we've just got to hold on. And I, I really feel like there's more of these tight finishes to come. What oh, do you think? I, I think you look at last year, you look at our two most impressive wins. There were Brisbane and Fremantle. Mm -hmm. Fremantle, one moment of genius from Murphy was the difference in that game. Brisbane, Cripper, going, taking the mick mm -hmm. was the advantage in that. These last two games, there's been no one who stood out and won you a game. It's been a team effort that's won it. It's Murphy's kick to Martin. It's Doc's distribution. And that's the same case in the last two games. That's what champions do. Richmond, they win as a team. Very rarely do Richmond have one player who destroys the game. Mm -hmm. You look at last year, it was Richmond's team that won games that stepped up. And we're starting to see that now. We're no longer stop Crips, beat Carlton. We're now stop Crips, Doc steps up. Stop Doc, Martin steps up. A team, man. Yeah. Honestly, everyone get around it. Top A guaranteed. <laughs> love it, love it. Uh, I want to get to some of your comments. Uh, share some of your thoughts throughout the game. I'll go through some comments on both YouTube and Facebook. Uh, there's plenty of them, and you know we're loving it. We're, we're loving this interaction. Kira Johnston reports Carlton are planning to make a deal on Charlie Cameron as he is prepared to pre prepared to request a trade this year if he can't come to a deal with the Lions. Teague coached him at the Crows too. Thoughts. <sighs> Charlie Cameron. Oh, bring him in. I don't know. Bring him in. Know. Bring him in. Uh, Jed, good luck. You'd back Levi over just about anyone at the moment. Uh, Josh Newell, at this moment in time, Levi is the best forward. Ruben Silvera, Cameron won't come here. He looks pretty set at Brisbane. Don't see him moving. Uh, asbestos, lads. Hello, mate. <laughs> uh, Kenny Nine, bombers, no game plan except defend and counter. Won't win premierships with that game style. Love it. Terrence Stella, Sam Dock, best small defender in the comp. Discuss. Trust me, we will be discussing Sam Doherty on this show. 
uh, Ruben again, what even are the bombers? I'm happy that we went through the five years of being crap because at least we have potential. Better than getting in shield and stringer and just extending mediocrity. Absolutely loving it. Uh, Josh Newell again. Dixon's leading the Coleman medal, but only by three above Levi. Levi is 30 marks and Dixon is not even in the top 100. Dixon is also leading the contested marks, but only by one. Um, love that. Adam Galgano's here. Hello, mate. Peter Vella. Anyone who says Betsy's finished has got rocks in their head. He hasn't lost any speed. Enjoying that. Uh, Sam. Hey, first time catching this live. Really enjoying these. Noons against his old side. How's our form at Marvel versus MCG? Is that a factor in the game? We'll definitely touch on that. Uh, I'll get a few here on, on Facebook as well. Uh, they're, they're also coming in. Debbie O'Connor. Hello, Debbie. Uh, let's see how the Lions and Suns go out of uh, Queensland. Uh, Jesse Worthing. How good has the Gov looked? But Penny has finally dropped with him? Question mark. Um, Look, let's let's go to the next phase of the review. Let's talk about two of our notable players. Um, I'll let you start with one of your notables, Dan. I'm going to start with Mr. Noons. Okay. My boy. Jackie Noons. My boy. It's good. I, I, I want this because I didn't really – I said in my review I, I'm failing to grasp – you know, his role in the team just yet. Well, so I, I watched him closely it. because I noticed it against Geelong, um, noticed it to a lesser extent against Melbourne, but really was poignant in Essendon against Essendon is his ability to drop back into the pocket. So when you watch him at the centre bounce now, what's happening is as soon as that ball's bounced, he drifts down back when the ball's turned over yeah. and it allows Doc to come off his man and play loose. And the reason that Doc's had 30-odd touches is primary down to noons. You look at his heat map, you look at his GPS data, he spent literally 80% of it down back. So when people are saying, why is he only getting 13, 14 touches? Mm. That's a lot of touches. Look at his marks. They were all down the back. Yep. He was always that extra safety net. And it allows Doc to do what Doc does. And it reminds me very reminiscent of when Grimes and Rance played for um, Richmond. Yep. That allowed Hooley to be free. And it's really giving Carlton that ability to score launch off halfback because now Doc isn't manning up. Yeah. Doc's allowed that freedom to do what he does best, and that's read the play. Interesting. So he's playing a bit of a... Very a, defensive not a winger. Deep, yeah, like a defense. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, no, it's good. And I, I made the comment as well, and obviously we all want to get to games, but the best part about going to games, you can see what happens behind the ball. Uh, you know, and we'll get to my, one of my first notables, and it's a key reason why I missed this, this point. But... Um, yeah. What else about Nunes? Are you, are you are you enjoying him? Do you think he's got room for growth? And where what do you see he I, needs to do? I, I think Nunes obviously isn't the future, but I, I fail to see anyone at Carlton who could play that role. Yeah, what that um, defensive that defensive role? Because yeah. I think Lockie O'Brien has the attacking impetus mm -hmm. and too many attacking tendencies. So that would be the only question. I think Nunes does his job, and I like where we're going because you can sacrifice ten touches in the midfield. Yeah. Because Doc's getting them extra ten, and you watch Carlton's launch from halfback. Yeah, it's all Doc. Yeah, man. And Noons allows him to do that. If Noons wasn't there, Doc would have twenty-two touches and would have to waste half of them getting it away from the opposition. Yeah, just watch the freedom Doc has down back. And for me, Palm's big call, best player in the comp at the moment. Doc. Doc, love it, love it. I did call for him before the Brownlow, but we'll get to that. Um, my notable player is Sam Petreski Seaton, and there we go. it comes it comes at a time now. You know, the one thing I love about this channel, the community, is we we own up when we're wrong, um, guys. I got it terribly wrong with Samo, and I want to issue an apology. Um, as I told you all, I was at a Bucks party, plenty to drink, and you know, it's interesting when you have an expectation when you're watching a player because you know, with Samo, I've been talking about. Um, all year, I want to see him rise in possessions and show us some more offensive flair. And for whatever reason, I completely missed the point that he didn't. He like he completely stopped and nullified Tipper. Uh, so I got my rating wrong, and I apologize. I will definitely get another one wrong in the future. But I wanted to put my hand up and get it out there. Um, but we spoke about it after the game. Uh, I think you said it to me. Like I didn't know Samo had that in him. The lockdown. Oh. He sacrificed, obviously, his offensive flair for the team. Didn't, I mean, he still got, I think, 14 touches, which is not a bad game. Um, I was just looking for more offensively. And I, you know, you could tell that when I played footy, I was not a defender. <laughs> I was not accountable. Um, but I thought Samo's uh, job on Tipper was where, was outstanding because we know that he's one of those players that can get off the leash. Um, 
And then it begs the question, is this going to be just a one-off? Is Samo going to be our small forward uh, defender? So our yeah, our small defender who takes the best small forward. Let's let's open that a bit, uh, open that up a little bit. What are you what are you seeing there? Because I didn't know he had that in him. I, I think top teams. I was listening to Dimmer talk about his team the other day about Thompson Dow, and he was talking about it's about versatility and having been the ability to play three or four roles to break into their twenty two. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that when I saw SPS line up on Tipper, my first reaction was Teague's lost it. Yeah. Teague's lost it. When I saw it at Santa Bounce, I was like, where's Tipper going? I'm thinking he was going to go to Plowman. Yes. He's got a history of doing it against Smalls. And I saw SPS on him. I was like, oh my God, can SPS defend? Yeah. But he was marvelous. His ability to stifle when the ball comes and hits the deck, and he always had his hand there before Tipper. Mm-hmm. And we know that's where Tipper's dangerous. I think that's a great sign for Carlton that we now have a secondary string to SPS's bow. Yeah. Because it's about impact in the game. I was watching Ben Cousins' documentary and he talked about the ability to impact a game when you don't get the ball. Yeah, That's something that SPS now has. If yeah. he can't get 20, 30 touches, yeah. he knows I can stop you playing. Yeah, So it doesn't matter if I don't play, you're not playing. Yeah, And I thought he was phenomenal. Some of those aerial contests, there was one very late in the game as well where he got the spoil on and you know, fair, fair play to him. He's added that to his game. I, I, I almost ask myself now, do I really want him as a midfielder now? Well, what about you at home? Is Samo still a guy that you want to have in the midfield or is Samo a guy that you want to keep experimenting with as a defender? Because we talk about all these names, you know, Setterfield, Fisher's got to come in. We want Jack Martin on the ball. We want Cunningham to play a few more midfield minutes. It's almost like there's too many of them. And uh, I don't know, maybe maybe Samo is now going to be a defender. We'll have to wait and see. Well, the top teams rotate their small defenders, small forwards and the midfielders through. Look at GWS, Whitfield plays in the forward line down the back in the yeah. midfield. But one thing I thought when I watched that is SPS could be the next Kerner. You could put him in the midfield and he could play that run with. Yeah, because he's accountable. Because watching him do that with Tipper, there's yeah. no midfielders who are that quick. Yep. He can do that. It gives you that extra option in the midfield if you play a Dylan Shield, someone who's quick. Yeah. Like you say to SPS, tell you what, you play on him. Yeah. It will. He's also got a history of soft tissue. Is maybe having him as a defender helping him in that regard as well? That's, These are just some questions that are. I think he's learning his trade out. down there. I really do think Teague's giving him an apprenticeship and he's doing it the hard way because playing on Tipper, he's destroyed some of the best players. I mean, that's the first time Tipper's kicked a goal and Essendon have lost. Mm-hmm. And it's probably the worst game I've ever seen Tipper play. I, mm-hmm. I, I didn't even know he was playing. Yeah. No, he had that, that dicky goal towards the end, which was. A shame because it and it didn't take anything away from was, Samo's was, game, but it was just it was a, a charity goal. It, it was it was charity goal. So that's that's one of my notables. What's your next one? The boy, my shirt is in the country. <laughs> Tiffin, old Pitternet. The boy, I traded everything for you to get him in my dynasty team. He did. I froth the pit. Yeah. Oh, tell you what, them them. You know what I love about him is you look at Hawthorne's dynasty, right? And then that four Pete. They had a system of get the ball forward at all costs. When the game's going your way, just get the ball forward. And that fourth quarter, them soccer's off the ground, third and fourth efforts. Tell you what, when I see Pitternet play, I watched that rant I had after the second game and said that Carlton have no passion and go, what a pommy prick. Yeah. They've got passion. Pitternet is passion. Yeah. You know what? Last week I said I don't like Italians. Fucking love Italians. <laughs> Absolutely love them. Pitter. I, I forgive you 1939 through 1945. Oh, you, buddy. Absolutely love you. I'm going to support Italy in the World Cup. Yeah. Screw England. Up the Azuri. Let's yeah. do it. I was listening to the Ian Prentercast on the way here. Shout out to you guys as well. Do a fantastic Good job. Good podcast. Uh, and they were talking about him. Um, they were talking about he, he's he's gone unnoticed, obviously. Um, and it's probably going to take a few weeks before teams have to start saying, well, how, how can we combat this guy? Because obviously what he's bringing is new. It's not, it's, it's no one in the league has really seen this before because he hasn't been given that number one ruck role responsibility. Now we know he's going to be that number one ruckman for, I mean, I, I dare say at least the next four or five weeks, barring injury, touch wood. Um, and so I, I, you know, as long as he just keeps competing, we're not asking him, I don't believe and that's based off what Teague said when he made his debut. We're not asking him to do anything other than just compete. As long as he brings that, it rubs off on the rest of them. So I'm 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 with you. I... More hit outs to advantage than any other ruckman in the comp. Really? Tell you what, 
a shout out to Hawks3635, who sent me a message when he watched my Hawthorne review talking about Pitonet. Yeah. Who said that at training, in his opinion, Pitonet was Max Gorn like, right? And I and I mocked you. <laughs> I apologize because I see it, man. His ability around the ground, his ability on the ground, his aerial craft, his rock craft. In my opinion, maybe I'm just getting high on bloom juice. You're drinking the Kool-Aid? Oh, top three in the league, How good is Kool-Aid? Oh, mate, <laughs> give me the Kool-Aid. Let's do it. Honestly, I think top three Ruckman in the comp at the moment. Oh if he's God. not on your super coach team, get rid of Max Gorn. He's got a crap beard. Bring Pertinette in. Love it. Love it. Love it. Who's Love your it. player? My... my... <laughs> Let's get rid of him. My, my second notable for the game is Mitch McGovern. I think he's had two weeks now where he's done his job and, and done those things that regular people don't do. Uh, I think the goal on the boundary line probably hasn't been spoken about as much. Obviously, Levi's snap on the boundary line was phenomenal, but the guy's kicking is is, is beautiful. He His set shot is beautiful. That kick, to, to give it a drop punt, and make it look the way it looked was outstanding. Um, I think there was another one as well, which I think it was outside 50, and it just didn't make the distance, but he's yeah, a was... beautiful kick, and I'm starting to see he's building. And I, I start saying to myself, I want to see him have four to five shots on goal a game. Now, I'm, I'm obviously... Just want the ball in his hands. You can, you? Yeah, I, I mean, I understand you can get sucked into wanting everyone to be a superstar and everyone to be All-Australian, but because he's such a beautiful kick for goal, I want us to find a way to get him four to five shots on goal because if he's taking four to five set shots a game which is a big ask i just feel like he could be a really really dangerous forward in this competition and i'm obviously you know we've criticized him on the show because of how much talent we can see and i think he's he's had two really good performances he comes up against the saints this week who we know he played very well against them last week and uh he's my other notable for the game five goals easy against saints easy easy money oh he's we know we know this year number eleven is my Guernsey. I'm a big fan of Mitch. I love the Mitch, and I want him to do well. I, he's the only player at Carlton who's a tall forward that if he's got a set shot goal, if you held a gun to my head, I'd be happy. He's kicking for my life. Yep. He looks like he's going to make something happen, and he looks to me controversial opinion. I prefer Caspo and McGovern yeah. as a combo than I do McKay and Kerner. Then I do McKay and another double. Interesting. Because they just work so well. They complement each other. The way that Casbolt can stay and wrestle and allow McGovern to be free. Mm. Like, I reckon this has posed a predicament, and it's something we said last year. To get better, we can't have McKay out and he come back in. We can't have Colonel out, and then he comes back in when he's fit. And now they're creating that argument of, does McKay come straight back in? Yeah. These two are combined. Like, what, they conspired for four, four goals last week? Well, let's unpack it. Let's unpack it because I, I feel like, I mean, we know that Harry and Charlie are, good. are the future and they're the ones that we want to pursue with. Uh, then there's the balancing act of earning a game and, you know, this is the future. For me, if Harry's if Harry's fit to play, I feel like he has to play. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know how much better he's going to be able to get playing in these 12 on 12, 16 on 16 games. Um, but I, I understand the notion. I mean, all of a sudden, Levi has to be playing. Mitch, you know, we know he has to be playing. If if Charlie and Harry were both fit, no, it's a huge problem because you can't. All four of them can't play. I don't. Yeah, I, I don't think you can. I don't know. You maybe you can, but I don't think you can. And you can't drop Jones and play Levi down there. No, because he's playing well. Yeah. So this is what Carlton need. We need this problem where man, I'm getting goosebumps. <laughs> so, no, but this is the problem. Like <laughs> top teams, like you look at Richmond, the players they've discarded. Butler, like how is Butler not in their 18? And that's because they've got so much depth. Yep. We need that depth of where we're saying, who do we drop? Yeah, yeah. Because it's making these better players and they're yeah. taking their opportunities. Great teams, great players take their opportunities. Yep. Casbolt and McGovern mm -hmm. are taking their opportunities. Yep. If I was Kerner now, I'd be fuming watching yeah. this because I'd be like, I want to be part of it. Yeah. How am I beating these the two The is going to be there. Yeah, yeah, how am I going to get past these two guys? If they yep. keep kicking two goals a week... Mm. How's Kern I getting back inside? Yeah, it's a good question. It's, 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 it's a good us. situation. It's no, it is, mate. It is. I'm I'm really happy with it. And once we get to the end of the season, then we'll obviously turn the discussion to strategically list management and all of that. But at the moment, we're humming along nicely. We don't want to get too ahead of ourselves. We know we will get ahead of ourselves, but we're going to try and and bo bottle it up. And I, I also see improvement in these forwards. 
Oh, I think they're still learning how to play with each other. You're starting to see it. You're starting to see bets as well get free and do bets things. He's starting to work out how to play with our tolls. Yep. It's it's a wonderful time to be alive. I mean, at the moment, like my list management head is on, and I'm just thinking, how do we defend the flag next year? Yeah. Because that's what we're going to be after doing when we're trading. We're going to have to be defending the flag with pick 18. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's turn the attention to you guys. We'll get through some more comments. Um, Hilltop Hoodlum. Pitt has a great follow-up and gets involved in mm. plays. Is a beast. Josh, do you think we keep Cruiser and Pitt in the team together? I, I say it's time to put the tractor out to... Uh, Past you. Wow. It's Bring tough. him in it's as tough. a rook coach. It's Bring tough. him as a rook coach because it's, TDK it, said he's like a big brother to him. Yeah, it's tough, man. Well, he, he's injured himself so many times. We don't want an Alex Johnson situation where it just drags on and you start to feel it's going to happen. Cruiser hasn't played a full year for God knows how long. Yeah. I know. Hey, that's the man, man. Like, yeah. Honestly, he, if we give him a full run, mark my words, yeah. he'll be top three in the league statistically. Yeah. Uh, Helena yeah. Petru, not a bad problem to have figuring out who to drop. Yeah. Josh Clev's Charlie for Charlie. Uh, I'm guessing that's Charlie Cameron. Oh, Colonel for Cameron. <laughs> Stop it, Josh. Uh, Terran say says the same thing. Josh Newell. Last year, Caspar had a great game against St. Kilda when he was in the back line. Let's hope he can do the same in the forward line. Uh, I'll get to a few of your comments on Facebook. Uh, by the way, if you're on Facebook, give the video a share. Let's let's uh, let's get some more blue baggers involved. Obviously, we get to a Monday night, and the the, the common theme is you know you wait for the programs to come on and we might get four or five minutes of coverage and this is one total hour of of carlton content so how, how good is it as well we've got only what four days to wear yeah i, know. I was so excited i was like well done covid yeah yeah <laughs> you did well you did well where's uh got another one here debbie o'connor the four played last year and one all came close uh todd panak on ball crips identical in a couple of years uh, Greg yeah. hi guys from WA Goldfields. Good evening to you, Greg. Amen. Matthew Stephen LBC might have missed it, but Sam Philp thoughts. We'll we'll get to him. We'll we'll touch on him, the, the young fella. Um, Dylan Van Prate. Kerno is the first lock of the three. The dogs game where he kicks seven strictly out of the square is a sign of things to come. Fair point. Andrew Mifsud, the Saints forwards looking ominous. Jesse Worthing, Setterfield is getting better with each game mm -hmm. he plays. I totally agree with that. I think that's a Love good one the there. Sets. Uh, Joseph Politini, Kerno, Casbolt, McGovern is the forward line to go forward with. H is an H is expendable in my opinion. That's fair enough, Joseph. You are entitled to that. Uh, Christian Chapcoon, I think he had a birthday last week as well, a week before. Happy birthday to you, mate. Uh, we've won 11 out of 16 quarters this year, second only to Port. Stunning. Stunning start that. Um, Todd Panak, Josh Honey, better than Philp. We, we were a bit Josh Honey biased here, aren't we? I think they play different roles. Yeah, they I do. Think, of I, course. Think, I think Honey, for me, Honey, but I, I love Philp. I love Philp's game. I thought yep. he showed enough for me. Yep. Um, Quentin Daniels, Liam, agree on both of your last opinions. That was uh, Liam Daniels who said trading Kerno would be the worst decision Carlton could make. Kerno is better than Mackay. ZV3, good evening to you, mate. Premiership member. Yeah, he's here. Don't worry, he's here. Do you think with the potential surplus of tools, we'd offer one of those up in a trade for position of need? Like I said, let's let's not make list changes now. It's round five. Let's wait to the end of the season because we want to see a body of work. But, you know, these thoughts are coming into some supporters' minds. So, you know, that's the reality here. Well, I mean, there's an argument because, you know, who's the most sought-after kid at the moment, Matt Rowell, and what do Gold Coast need to complete the jigsaw? A tall target because yeah. two-meter Peter is complete. <laughs> so there is a good argument if we want Rowell. And I want Raul. Goodness me. The Raul train's going to start, is it? Choo-choo. Goodness it's me. It's a bit too early, though. Round five. Mate, let's move on to the votes. Uh, give us your one, two, and three. I'll do the same. You guys at home, uh, put in your one vote, two vote, and three votes, and we'll go from there. Dan, start with your one. L. Casbolt. One vote. My boy. It was fantastic. He was good. He was very good. I thought he took yeah. his chance as well. Gave us a target up forward. Yep. Relief for his game on the ground and in the air was impeccable. Yep. I really enjoyed his game. But there was probably 20 blokes. I've got to give him one vote to it. It changed that one vote about four times. No, I don't blame you. Two? Yeah, two votes. Two votes. Controversially, D, Cunningham. Nice. Is that controversial? I don't know. Is it? Well, everyone's given him three, I've said. Yeah. A lot of threes. But no, I thought it was good. I particularly enjoyed his uh, homage to uh, 
my mate Anthony Kudafides in yeah. the fourth, where he picked the ball up one handed, one handed, fumbled it a bit. Love that. But no, it was. We keep asking, what is he? And that's to me, he's a mercurial player. So you've got to take the highs with the lows. Yeah. And this was a high. And let's hope this is his breakout game. I think it is. He's lying in the be. sand moment. Yeah. He's lying in the sand moment. Because you remember the Hawthorne game last year where he had a wonderful game? Yep. Got injured. Yep. Stays fit now. Connors is the man. The challenge with him, and it's probably a reflection of of what we've seen in his career so far. He goes sort of reaches some highs and then sort of drifts in and out of games. And we're not expecting him to have 28 touches every game. But can he find a minimum standard? You know, can he set the bar at, I don't know, if he's playing as a midfielder, you know, without wanting to get too sucked into the stats again, but as a midfielder, win close to 20, 20, uh, 20 possessions. I see a lot. Of... Oh, God, I'm and that's the thing as well. Sorry to interrupt. No, sorry. But um, he played well. Jack Martin, maybe not as well as, as he has, you know, but I felt like Cunningham played more midfield minutes than Jack Martin. So... Is it one of those things where it can only be one of them and we're going to interchange them? He, he reminds me a lot, and this is probably going to bite me in the ass for saying this, but I can see a Dustin Martin type oh role God. from Cunners. I love it. And what I mean you is... You bring that on, mate. Pour it on me. <laughs> and, and this is... And I'll, I'll validate it. Yeah, yeah. I, I can see him getting 20 touches. He just needs to add them goals. The goals. And if you see, if he had two goals that game when he had them chances, and he should have taken them chances, let's be honest, yep. that would have been a very Martin-esque... Yep. I was in everything. I didn't really tackle or do any pressure because he had zero, five pressure acts and one tackle. Yep. But he made up for that. Yep. And he's intent on the ball yep. and made something happen. And the other guys picked up the pieces. So for me, I see that type of role with Cunningham. Yeah. You know what? Just go forward, one way type stuff. Give us the energy. I think Jack Martin was influential in yeah. terms of he had the one shot, one goal. Mate, he, he took his moment. And to me, the man crush continues because the more I see Jack Martin, the more I'm thinking I made a mistake marrying a woman. Like, honestly, I absolutely love Jack Martin. Yeah. So I think both of them together, exciting times, because it's kind of like we've got two Dustin Martins. Yep. <laughs> I'm loving it. I am loving it, Dan. Loving it, bro. Uh, give us your three votes. Oh, three votes without a doubt. The doc. Me, me fellow Pom, honorary Pom. Yep. Sam Pomerty. Was he Sam Irish? Didn't you say he was Irish? No, Scottish. Scottish, sorry, Don't my bad. Him. Sorry, Sam. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> my, bad, my bad. I know that's a touchy. So you can't get them mixed up. Sorry, Sam. It's like calling a Serbian Albanian. It's uh, it's yeah, one of it's yeah, you know geez. it's one of those. It's one of those. Um, no, he was fantastic. He's never coming on the show. No. Yeah. Um, my votes were very similar to yours. It was one vote Cunningham, two votes Levi, and the three votes to Sam Doherty. Um, give me some Doherty love. I'm going to get up his season stats and go through oh, them. So give me some to Sam Doherty love. Sam Doherty is literally like the first time I've heard the Beatles. It's like the first time you see a nebula. It's one of the things of beauty. It's the seven wonders of the world. He is without a doubt. And I'll say it again, because all you little sad little Richmond and Essendon fans were like, oh, let's pick on a pom. Well, prove me wrong. Best small defender in the comp. Probably the best player in the competition. Love it. Sam Doherty, honestly, there's no one as clean, as precise, and he does it all with the second best hair on television behind yours. Thanks, mate. <laughs> Absolute god of a player. Oh, yeah. No, he is. He is. And he he almost, you know, we came into this season, a lot of us saying, you know, he's two years out of the game. Let's just give him a year to find his feet. That's the general consensus of two ACLs. Um, I, I, every week I have a chat with one of my best friends, Emilio, right? And we, last week we went through Sam Doherty's season averages and we were just marveling at what we were seeing. So I'm going to reel you off some, some things here and obviously not getting sucked into the numbers, but we have to oh, no, give us some context, in. right? So he ranks on the AFL website. It has a, a ranking system for everything in terms of is this stat elite above average, average mm -hmm. and below average, right? So 12 categories, he rates elite in the competition. Right, 13, one of them is AFL fantasy points. But we'll take that out because that's obviously a bit of a, um, you know, that's that's not as important to most of us. But 26.3 possessions a game, right? And again, these are all elite. Um, 18 and a half kicks a game, nine and a half rebound 50s a game, 14 effective kicks per game, 21 effective disposals per game, 576.4 meters gained per game, seven and a half marks a game, Six ground ball gets a game, 8.8 .8 intercept possessions per game, 15.8 uncontested possessions, and 7.5 
un, uh, sorry, contested possessions. These are all elite. He is, if I don't know, he, is he better than what he was before? Well, someone sent me a screen grab of last last year when I said that Sam Doherty would hit the ground running from round one. Mm-hmm. Guys, honestly, if you stubbed your toe, if he was born 2020 years ago and you stubbed your toe, you'd say, oh, Sam Doherty. You wouldn't say, Jesus Christ, that's how good he is. He's perfect. Best player in the league. Elite. It, he is. I found myself saying on Saturday night, and I don't know if, if uh, you guys believe this to be true as well, is he our best and most important player now? Is he, you know, this isn't a competition, Crips versus Doc, but... I just think when he he has made us such a better unit defensively, organizationally, and how can we not give him the the utmost credit that he deserves? We've got two of the three best players in the comp. Yep. How good's that? Jack Martin, Sam Doherty. <laughs> oh mate, honestly, he's he's phenomenal. Yeah. Like honestly, just what he brings and it's it big shout out again to Noonsy, who allows in the last two games to give him that free reign because when Doc is off the chain. Mm-hmm. You watch him when the ball comes in. He's off his man, and he was a nightmare. Mm-hmm. And honestly, what was Rutten doing? As because you can assume he was coaching. How are you not manning of, him up? Has anyone ever heard of? A, I mean, that's what Jacob Townsend is. He's yeah. a pressure forward. Yeah. Come on, Ben, learn your game, mate. Yeah. Man. Not so. Not so much. See that smug smirk that he had I in the coach's that. box. I love that. That prick. Mickey Mouse. Mickey coach. Mouse football club. Yeah, yeah, Mickey right. Mouse coach. Uh, we'll throw the shade when it's there to be M- thrown. Mickey Mouseenden, as we'll start calling it. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah, but obviously, you know, so many players, you know, played well. Um, you know, I thought Setters took a step forward. Setters was good. I thought Gibbons, you know, this oh, is the third week in a row so we're good. saying it's his best. Bats. You know? Bats, like, bet, bet, that little magic nearly happened from the Bats pocket as well. It did. It nearly did. happened. I can't wait till that magic erupts. Yep. Yep. Um, unfortunately, we have to move on to the next game now. Oh, that's, that's easy. Another dub. Um, the big news, uh, you know, we're playing the Saints on Thursday night. Good. It's happened. Um, you know, we, there's been discussion around. I've seen the initial reaction surrounding, you know, why we moved it to Marvel from the MCG and, you know, the AFL's out to get us. My mentality, and I'll put this to you guys as well, and I'd be interested to get your take. My mentality in this whole season is just be ready for the unexpected. The quicker we can adjust to these changes being made, the more chance we give ourselves of winning the game. You know, we see with West Coast and some of these teams in the hub, they're doing it a little tough and they're making that known. And it's it, you can argue that it's rubbing off on their players. I think the quicker we can adjust, we know that shit's going to hit the fan. You know, we're going to have to go to a hub at some point. We're going to be, you know, annoyed at the fact that we, we might be somewhere for six weeks. We might have a game postponed. We've got to be ready for everything is what I say. So I'm, you know, yeah, I'm a little bit irked that the venue's changed, but not to the point where I, you know, I want to spit the dummy. Um, what do you think about that, the mentality and how I, important that I, is? I think top teams adjust. Top teams roll with the punches. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a fitting ground, Marvel, because Marvel is the home of superheroes. And we've got Captain Carlton's here, haven't we? So it's a fitting place for the home of superheroes that two of the modern superheroes play. We'll bat Saints, man. Yep. I don't care. Like, I... Okay, it was an advantage to us at the G. They haven't won at the G for what was it, ten games now? Yeah. But you've 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 got to play the best to beat the best. And St. Kilda are one of the farm teams. Mate. They just come off Richmond. Yeah. They go win loss, win loss. It's a rotten thing. Yeah. So this is their off week. We're on. <laughs> Thirty point count and win. Don't worry about it. Don't matter. Even if we played out into bet, we'd batter these mugs. Anywhere, anytime, anyone. That's the that's the motto. It has to be, right? Well, I mean, St. Kilda's known for ladies of the night and goon bags on the beach. We'll batter these mugs. <laughs> Kilda is oh, the, you are the Catholic best. patron oh. saint of Mickey Mouse. We will batter them. Come on. <laughs> we need to make a compilation of all of these Absolutely. for the end of the year. These are fantastic. And I know they're my beloved Zoe's team, yeah. so I'm sorry to say it. But... Dan's other half is a, is a massive St. Kilda but fan. But not even a proper side, man. Yeah. St. Kilda, what kind of name is that for a sporting team? It sounds like an old girls' school. <laughs> sort your son out. We'll batter him. Oh, Black Carrot, thanks for the $20 donation, mate. Cheers, bro. Hey, fellas, just got home after a 1,000-kilometer drive. Uh, I'm, I'm glad you're home and enjoying yourself, mate. Um Again, let's let's turn to the Saints game a little bit more. What do we have to look out for? You guys at home, uh, have you watched the Saints? What do we have to look out for to you know to get on top of them? SPS takes out Butler. 
We heard, yeah. we heard Ratton's exact words about what happened at Collingwood, that they were bullied and they went within themselves. Mm-hmm. So, Cripper, if you're watching this, look Jake Steele in the eye, knock him into next week because mm-hmm. he's a little coward once you do that. Set the tone. Be what we've been against Essendon Geelong, mm-hmm. and these guys will fold like a cheap, crumpled suit. Yeah, but is it really as simple as that? Yeah, easy. Look at St. Kilda, how they played against Collingwood. Yeah. Collingwood aren't even that good. I'm finding myself looking at matchups. Um, like I think the Steel Crips matchup is going to be really interesting. Steel had a, did a relatively good job on him last year. I think the first, I think both times we played them, but particularly yeah, that first one. Um, we know that we were a basket case. That was the week before Bolton was sacked, and it was just a, a shitty game. Um, I know they got that. They got those smaller type midfielders that can play forward as well. You know the Greshams, the Billings. But then they've also got like Dougal Howard down, down back. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they've got they've got Krusty the Clown down back. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, we'll batter these. Why are we even talking about it? As if it's uh, these no. are rubbish. Saint Kilda are rubbish. Collingwood battered them, and they play that same Teague style of football. Yep. And our midfield's way better than Collingwood. They've got. An old age pensioner in Pendlebury. Way better than Colin. And you know I mean? got, oh my god. They've got Taylor Adams who's got first two first names. <laughs> like, come on, we will kill say honestly, it'll be thirty points. Thirty points. Mark my words. I can't wait till you play this back to me when we win by thirty one. I love it. I love it. Uh, we've just added a new member. Jesse F, welcome to the finals membership. Thank you very much, Probably mate. St. Kilda fan just to get my <laughs> just to get my, my phone number. <laughs> just to get at you. Just to get at you. Um, a few questions. Uh, we'll get to some some fan comments here. Let's go back a bit. So uh, ZV3, the ever-reliable Tom Brown via 7AFL on Twitter, I saw. I think there's a Charlie Cameron rumor circulating. Obviously, we're here in the show, so I'm not, I'm not seeing it, but there's a Charlie Cameron rumors circulating josh newell again good to see good to see cunners prove the haters wrong he's been my favorite player for two years now and has always i've always believed in him uh there were a lot of doubters but he proves them wrong yep miggles 420 how many all australians are we going to have this year three doc weedering lock them in don't even probably don't even think about it um the last time we had more than one all australian was 2017 and that was obviously doc's last year that he played um that was the other point i wanted to make when Doc was playing for us in that year, we we were switching the ball a lot. Um, I saw, I'm seeing a lot more of that. Uh, this back six, surprisingly, they've played a lot of footy together. Not a lot. They've played a good chunk of footy together, um, especially with Williamson in there because he was playing in 2017. Um, so I'm seeing a little bit more... Um, just we're not forcing our way to go down the line like we used to. We, it's we look not to there. switch. We look to go backwards instead yep. of just kick aimlessly. Yeah. I reckon four all Australians is my prediction. Love that. Four. Love that. Adrian Salerno. Relax, Dan. As much as I want to join you in this old school Carlton arrogance, let's hold our nerve, mate. Let's not jump the gun with these winning predictions. Oof. Nah, go for it. <laughs> no, it's interesting. It's interesting. Uh, Cad Trick, what's your thoughts on Charlie in the midfield next year? Um, Charlie Kono in the midfield. I think he's got to learn to play forward. I think and not get injured ev- first. everyone talks about his ability to have that tank. He's a Kono, that running athletic ability. Um, I don't know. But when a guy can kick seven goals in a game, do you do you want to put him? I in? kind of like him as the stay-at-home forward in the type of Tom Lynch role, yep. where Tom Lynch just stretches defenders because of his athletic ability and Kono as well. Yeah, I see the argument because. He looks a bit like Cooter. He moves a bit like Cooter, mm. but he's no Cooter. Yep. Got a few Facebook comments here. Dane Rawlings. Hello oh to you, mate. Hey, mate. Saints small forwards are worrying. Gresham, Butler, Billings, Loney. Christopher, Lucy. Elephant in the room, Plowman. Say something, fellas. Um, I'm I'm going to back him in. Let's talk about Lockie Plowman. Let's talk, talk about him. Um, I find myself watching his game a lot differently this year than what I was last year. Uh, I, I personally felt that for a six-minute patch on Saturday night, he he made me pull my hair out. Uh, I had a hat on. I was throwing the hat. I'm like, you know, fucking plowman. Like, what are you doing? But over the course of the four quarters, you know, it's a six or seven-minute patch. You talk a lot about high-profile mistakes. What are you seeing from plowman? Because I'm seeing a lot of we should drop him. When he bowls his up, he, he proper bowls his up. Yeah, but- when he makes a mistake, it's – yeah. But you like you watch him, he played on McKernan 
and Stringer. So on the, on Stringer and when where did you hear Stringer's name in the first two quarters? He killed him. Yeah, absolutely killed him. Like my mate is a massive Bombers fan, and he was like, he he sent me a text at quarter time saying Stringer's going to be one of the top five forwards of the competition. Plowman isn't fit to lace his boots. Can't get past Plowman. Trade him. So that was the reaction from an Essendon fan. So. He does really well. The problem is he's, he reminds me of Dow. It's like he has a great quarter and then like suddenly he'll turn the ball over or he gave away that stupid free kick. Silly free kick, yeah. But the club love him. Yeah, they and do. He plays a role that's obviously like being appreciated. Crips exact words at the BNF. It's no surprise to anyone in the club because he trains harder and he works yeah. harder than anyone else. No, it's true. So to me, there's something that, and I do think you've got to remember, go back to Charlie Cameron and old Walters. Mm. If we remember last week, that last year, Brisbane and then Freer, those guys were high flying and he kept them to zilch. Yep. So you don't do that unless you, I mean, the only thing I'm critical of is that CGU video. <laughs> that was piss. In the ice tub. Yeah. Um, what was no, going on? I, I, don't, I don't think he's droppable. He's, he's become a, you know, a whipping boy, so to speak. You know, when something goes wrong, it's, you know, you know fucking plowman, you know, and I, I you know, I do watch him a little bit differently now, I must say, because we got it terribly wrong. And we make this comment every week on this show. We have our opinions. We all, you know, think, you know, have our views on what we think is right and wrong. And that's with the only information we have is the information that we see during games and the little bits that we get from the club in their, in their media addresses. But really, there's a whole lot more that happens inside the club that we always have to remember. So... Um, you know, everyone can have a hunch, everyone can have a view, but we also have to understand uh, that there's a lot that doesn't get spoken about, and and nor should it. Oh, I mean, Plowman made two mistakes, but we won. Yeah. And Jones made mistakes. McKernan was on was left unattended for for one of his goals. Yeah. But the difference was we just kind of remember Plowman. He gets that reputation. Carlton fans, we are, I do it as well. Yeah. You kind of get a bee in your bonnet about a player, so you just look for him. Yeah, yeah. And then Jones kind of like, you're like, I mean, because look, that header, let's be honest, he should have punched that. Yeah. He got very lucky. Like that could have gone tits up quite quickly. Yeah, yeah. Because he goes to fist it and he totally misses it. Yeah. So on another day, he misses that and it goes over his head. Or on another day... The the third you know the third umpire does that thing of going oh that's not a forehead it went through so a lot of things could happen yeah and he's just unlucky I think he, he reminds me of Kerridge that Kerridge people used to say he can't hit a cow's ass with a banjo with his kicking but mm -hmm. he goes like seventy eight percent disposal efficiency yeah it's just them things you remember no it's I true. love plow I it's love true. plow it's true uh, I've got a few questions here uh, a few comments here Stephen Reitman how great does Dan look. Oh, how good's that? Oh, I love you, Steve. <laughs> uh, a few people are asking about the Bryce Gibbs uh, tweet. Uh, I saw, I saw the reaction. Yes. It was fascinating. We had uh, a lot of people from the Carlton side of the story saying, you know, bring him home. We had a lot of people in footy media and footy world minus Carlton saying, um, what's he doing? You know, sort of criticizing him for it. It reminds me of, um, I'm an Arsenal fan. So when Arsenal play Tottenham, it's the big rivalry, right? And, you know, guys like Podolski, guys like Oxlade-Chamberlain, guys like Gnabry, who don't play for Arsenal anymore, all do the same thing when we beat them. Yeah. They make a tweet saying, you know, London is red. I just look at it as the same thing. I don't look at it as in a disrespectful way to the club. Um, maybe it's, you know, different values, different sport. Maybe I should be mindful of that. But, I mean, what it does, and I think I think um, I think uh, Nick Graham did the same thing. You know, it, it, what it tells me is that when the players that do play for our club um, play against Essendon, they are made to know how much we hate them. I loved it. It oh, was it, I loved it. A big part of Bryce's Gibbs's life as well. This football club gave yep. him his first start. Do you know what I mean? He'll have a lot of happy memories, a lot of friends at the club. I, I loved it. I mean, to me personally, I, I love Gibbs. Like, yep. I was gutted. He's the only player who's ever left in since I've been here that I gave two hoots about. I haven't cared about the others. But Bryce, love a bit of Bryce. Yep. Now, do you want him back? Would you have him back? No. See, I wouldn't either. I wouldn't either. But part of me wants him back. I, you know, the, the, the fairy tale side of me part says, of me yeah, bring him back. back. But honestly, I, you know, because to, to have him in the side, someone like a setter field would would come out but, assuming so i mean anyway. you can't get into adelaide and they are a basket case so if you can't play for adelaide you can't play for Carlton. yep dane again i say this i reckon 10 times a week about plowman no one ever listens no one in capitals the club love him the players froth him his name is engraved in the coaches whiteboard in the back pocket love it froth love him. it <laughs> 
Uh, Alistair Medal, he reckons wines would look good in the navy blue. I agree with that. A few think, players who look I good. I think in Josh Clev loves that one as well. Don't get blindsided though. Yeah, uh, Angelo Gravina believes that uh, he's coming back for peanuts. He loves the club and he's very close to Betts, Murph, and Cripper. That's regarding Gibbs. He also tells me that Papley will be a blue next year as well. Oh, please make um, it happen. Dean Vaughan says, "Do you reckon Cruiser was the one bringing Carlton down? I reckon Pitonet is a big improvement because he's just a better ruckman." Uh, I wouldn't say Cruiser brought us down. I mean, you can't help injuries. It's a part of the game. We always said that Cruiser, when he plays, he makes us better. You know, he does those things uh, around stoppage. Shepherds does those things that we don't see. So I wouldn't say he was bringing us down personally. I'd, I'd but... say the Rugman's the most important position, though, in your team. Mm -hmm. So I would say it is kind of hard fatigue to plan mm -hmm. without having him. You can't guarantee 22 games out of him. Yeah. But so that would be an issue because there's all never been good enough backup. Mm hmm. Like even Phillips, as good as he was at times, nowhere near the numbers and impact that yeah. Cruiser does. But Pitonet, we're starting to see someone who can impact a game. Yeah. So I think Pitonet for me is the way forward. Okay. Love Pit. Let's talk about the game coming up again. Any suggested changes for you guys as well? Would you make any changes? And if so, what changes would you make? Well, the boy JSOS, it looks like he's not yeah. up. Oh, so he has to yeah, he has to come out. Come on. He has to come out. So what do we know from the reserves? We know they played a twelve on twelve game. So it's very hard to yeah, it's... to gauge. We were told Kennedy was good. Bam Bam was we were good. We were told again. uh Lockie was good again, money. O'Brien Fisher kicked Fisher some goals. Kicked some goals. We, we know Stocker played pretty well. Um what what are you thinking? If Harry's fit, does he come straight they in? They are taller than most down back. Who's that? St. Kilda. St. Kilda. So yeah. you could make an argument that Harry is needed, is a necessity. They do play very tall down the back. Yep. You could also make an argument that they've got very elusive and skillful smalls. Uh, there's then an argument for Fisher and O'Brien. What do you do with Philp? Because he was fumbly and people have complained about Philp, yeah. which I think is a little bit harsh. I like Philp's game. Yeah. So, I mean, I reckon it'll be McKay in for JSRs, and I reckon that'll be it. Where do you sit, uh, and this is to you and to you at home, where do you guys sit on the fence of if you you know, play a first gamer, you have to play him for a couple of weeks to really like, you know, to bring Philp in for his first game and then drop him. I don't, I sit on the side of, you can't drop him. I think you've got to give him another run at it. But at the same time, I also say, well, you know, gosh, you know, we want to get this win, you know, not that I don't trust him yet, but. I think Philp just looks like one of them players that just needs a bit of time. It was, yeah. He reminded me of Angus Schumacher when Angus Schumacher was fumbly, but then he adjusted well. And you look at his numbers post the first quarter against West Coast, mm -hmm. they were pretty decent. Yep. So to me, I saw some good signs from Philpy, and I think he deserved another go. I mean, that pressure, his willingness to chase yeah. after people. Yeah, yeah. That is what we're about. And yep. he only needs a couple of loose, easy touches. Yeah. Like imagine the sphere in that game, because it was the biggest game on our calendar. Let's be honest. The last five years when we've been garbage, yep. the only thing we have to look forward to is Essendon at the G. Yep. That's our grand final. Yep. So I, I personally think I'd like to see him again. I, I do think dropping a first gamer after one game when we've given trash game after game in the last five years is a yeah. bit rich. I'd rather Phil have another go. And he's clearly earned himself a game. He looked good. He's clearly earned it. So he looked good. Yeah, give him another run. I mean, I think Williamson's second game Love compared Williamson. to his first this year was great game. Was 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 totally different as well. So you know, maybe it's just a matter of trusting him again. I think that will give him confidence and. I love that quarter time moment with Tiggy. Yeah, Went straight up to him. You know, it's okay, mate. It's all good. Uh, gave him a pat on the back and said, "Listen, just calm down, go again." Uh, I think that instills so much confidence. Oh, in the him. chase down he did. That chase yeah. down he did on on Dylan Shield when the ball hit the deck in the defensive fifty, and he was just there clambering. You could see he didn't want to get rid of the ball. Yep. So I like that from him, and I think he deserves another go. Yep. Let's get to some more comments here. Uh, Jed, good luck, Philp. We'll get another chance to be yeah. blooded. I reckon he plays two uh, two or three of the next. Joshua blowed. If he's not in the best 22, you don't play him. It's not his fault. First game, he will get his chance. But Fisher is needed and better than him. Uh, Miggles420 says, Fisher in for Philp. Harry in for Jasos. Black Carrot, yeah. What about O'Brien in for Noons? Quentin Daniels. Philp stays. The kid showed intent. Uh, Matty Bem says, nah, we need to be ruthless. Fisher in for Philp. Fisher adds another layer of pace and class through the midfield. He was one of our better performers pre-season. Uh, Quentin Daniels again says that Noons stays. Cadtrick says, Mackay can't be in. We are too tall up forward. Fisher and Kennedy in. Philp and Noons out. 
Uh, Josh Newell says, I feel bad dropping Philt, but you have to bring in Fisher and McKay, in my opinion. Uh, Mike Hunt, one, two, three. That was, I nearly slipped up there. I'm good. <laughs> we need Fisher's speed. Fair play to your username. You nearly got me there. Great bumps. Great bumps. <laughs> well done. Uh, Josh, boys, do we extend Eddie's contract? He's like Zlatan as he gets better with age. I like oh, that. Helena Petru would love to see Philp again to prove himself, but Fish has to come in. Philp will definitely get his shot. Uh, Adrian Salerno, what's better than beating Arsenden by a point? Not one mention of Crips, a huge sign of growth for us. Great call. Uh, a few more on the Facebook before we wrap it up, guys. Uh, Rob Young, I'd like Harry back in for sure. Todd says it was wet and greasy too. Made made some fumbles early, but on a dry Marvel could. I'm guessing he means be better for Phil. That's a good point as well. Dry deck. Uh, where are we here? I'll be quick to win at the Marvel. Dane says, out JSOS in Harry, if right. Otherwise, Matt Kennedy. Only other change would be maybe Fisher in for Philp, but I'm neither here or there on that. Uh, Debbie, why rush him? Rob Young, I'd like Harry back in. Uh, Angelo Gravina, we have our eyes firmly on Papley. Cameron will end up staying. Raphael, Brisbane star, Charlie Cameron, prepared to request a trade. He's quoting. I'm guessing Stop that's the news that's come out. <laughs> that's it. All right, guys. Well, that's it for tonight. Thank you so much for tuning in. I love this. This is the best. Uh, Monday's uh, the best day of the week, knowing that we get to come into the studio. Shad, this is not possible without you, mate. Thank you so much for having us and um, doing all the, the, the hard work back there. We're going to have a good yarn after this. And, and to you guys at home, the audience, the channel doesn't grow without you guys. Uh, so thank you very much for your support. And I cannot wait to be in here next week. Go the Blues. Go the Blues. Love it.